urgency is about the fact that most of the significant prayer meetings in the New Testament were, uh, or the corporate ones particularly, were to do uh, were held in a crisis. So, if I give you a few examples, like um, in Acts, there's about six examples in Acts. So, they got together to pray in Acts two about the power to preach the gospel. In Acts 4, they got together to pray for courage and boldness in the face of persecution. Um, In Acts 12, deliverance from suffering. Acts 13, wisdom for ministry, and so on and so forth. So it's quite um, clear that often people in corporate prayer are getting together because there's some urgency. Now, um, when you are going on your missions, I... I am convinced that pretty much all of you will be in a position where you're going to be saying, I can't do this unless God does something. That's that's the whole idea of faith, isn't it? You know, you can't see how you will achieve it yourself. And so we're in a place where prayer is, um, or what we're trying to obtain is unmanageable without prayer and without God. So there is an immediate crisis in your situation. It's an urgency that you create within your mission because you are having to depend on God. And I think that's one of the reasons why God uses prayer. He gets us on our knees saying, God, I cannot do this unless you move. I'm going to look absolutely ridiculous or I'm, I'm going to ruin everyone's life unless this comes through, Lord. And, and I think, you know, that's the urgency that I think we need to ensure that we're developing in our mission. So I've just, as I was thinking about that, I was thinking we, you know, in all our lives, whether we're going pioneering or not, we ought to be asking ourselves, God, have you have you got more urgency for me for the things that you've put on my heart? So if you've got Helsinki on your heart, I think if you got on your knees and you said, Lord, give me more urgency for the salvation of the people in Helsinki or give me more urgency for that, that will develop your prayer life because God gives you more urgency so you're more on your knees because you you just you're crying out to him because you're desperate for it because he and he gives you that almost as a gift that then drives the prayer and the prayer drives the the move of god so you see there's like there's a sort of process or a, a dynamic to it so that's that one thing and, and and the other question i had it under the urgency thing was are we really believing and praying for what only god can do so that's those two questions together do we need more urgency for the thing God's called us for? And we can ask him for that. And secondly, are we really praying for what is unobtainable in our own strength? I'll just leave that with you. But, but that's just, it, just the thoughts that came to me when I was thinking about the urgency side of it. And then the, the dynamics of prayer are such that Mike's touched on quite a few of these. If we go to the next slide, I think, um, was that, what was that one for? Um, <laughs> it's the problem with having pictures. They don't always tell you. Um, I think this is, um, that's the urgency bit as well. Go to, go to the next one. Okay, this is the dynamics. Okay, a bit, if you imagine a wave coming in, if, you, if you're a surfer or a kite surfer or anything like that, you will know that you have to understand the dynamics of a wave in order to ride it well. And um, I, I was just sort of thinking about prayer and, and the, the, the whole thing that Mike's touched on about persistence um, why does God make us persist in prayer? Why are those stories in Scripture about, you know, just the knocking, which Mike was just talking about, and keeping going? And 
you know, Mike's unpacked that a bit for us, I think. But there is something that God does in us through prayer, which is which is completely separate almost from what he's trying to achieve. He's achieving two different things here. He's achieving his his presence and his power and his move in, in the situation we're in, but he's also doing something in us about our dependence and about our confidence in him. You know, when, when you're when you're persisting and you keep going, it's because you're not giving up on what he said he is. Because you know God said he's like this or he said he's gonna do this. Now the dynamics of it are those different things, the persistence, the confidence. Um, we're not going anywhere, God, till you've done this because you said you're going to do it. That's, there's a dynamic there you have to work with. And it's like riding a wave. You have to understand and get into prayer in order to work it well for, to achieving what God wants you to achieve. So I think the, the wave thing was just a sense of um, when you're surfing, you only learn the dynamics of a wave by getting out there and riding them. And you crash lots and lots of times and then eventually you work out, okay, I, this is exactly where the board needs to be. And it's almost like you've you got to get into prayer um, like we have as a family. Enough has developed in our churches to the extent it is now because we've done it. Not because we've worked out a clever model. It's because we've just worked at it and worked at it and we're on the 12th enough. And I think in, in Hope Church in Ipswich, in our hub, we're just about now really learning how to pray together. We do it really well, and every time it gets better and better. So I think there's a learning process in that. What's my next slide? I don't, well, that, what does that one show? Oh, this was just the fact that I felt prayer is a bit like this. It's like the fabric underneath. It's like the, you get the microscope out. No one sees it until you get the microscope out, and you see underneath all of you've done is this network of prayer of other people and yourself and others, and that is what actually holds everything together. So that, that was just what that picture that came to me. So the other thing is with enough, and I keep looking back to that just because this, that whole project has just stimulated these thoughts in my mind, is that it's all, we're learning from history as well. So Mike mentioned James Fraser. Great, great example of how nothing happened for six, seven years. Um, another example very similar to that is Jonathan Edwards and William Carey, who did exactly what we're doing with enough. Um, I think with Jonathan Edwards, it was they immediately set out to to pray seven years. I think they prayed for a bit more, but both William Carey and Jonathan Edwards prayed for a significant number of years with not any tangible fruit other than locally. But then, what was on the back of that was revival across the states, Europe, that spread around the world plus a missionary thrust of a lot of which people like James Fraser came out of. China, China, you know, all those, Asia, all those parts. There was a thrust across the world after 10 so years of prayer. And so there's something about the fact we've got to learn that God works on different timescales than us. And actually that we've got to sometimes put aside our expectations that when God's going to do things and just keep going until we see it happen. But history tells us that actually investment in prayer it generates the greatest yield out of anything you could do. So if you're not sure what to do, I suppose the answer is just do lots of praying because it, you're going to get the best return on your, on your yield. Um, so there was one other thing I was going to say on that. Um, I love this, this quote from Mike Betts, actually. When we pray, God gets hungry to move. 
the aromas of our prayers whet his appetite to bless and extend his kingdom on earth. So it's like when we're just sort of generating an aroma that that draws down the blessing of God and oh it's just yeah you can you can uh, play around with analogies forever but um but yes yeah, it's, it's a wonderful thing what God's done through prayer. So I just then wanted to just emphasize a couple of things that Mike did say. What what have I got another slide? Oh yeah, that's the persistence one, the marathon. So I'm getting behind on my slides here. Okay, this is the this is the one about just holding on. Okay, this is like the the anchor kind of thing. Prayer is a lot of times you're just holding on to who God is and understanding who he is. And what have I got next? Okay, and that's the greatest yield thing. Sorry, I've got completely out of sync with my slides, just got carried away there. Um Okay, so yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna fish for stuff, then put the work into prayer, and then that's the that's the best method of getting a good yield. Right, and then the next one is that it? Have I not got a? Have I not got two more? Three more? Uh, okay, okay. So there was a slide of of us doing enough at courage. I just wanted to say, you know, we're learning how to pray as a family, and I I would really encourage you to to observe what's happening in enough over the next few years because i think you know um we're going to be learning as a family which will relate to the things that you can learn in your mission about how to pray because it really is it does relate very closely um when um in one in two corinthians one verse 11 i'll just read that quickly um where are we one one eleven So uh, this is Paul, he's saying, um, he's, he's in a bit of a sorry state in one sense, he's been under lots of persecution. So and he says, uh, for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but was to, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. Now that's the verse that we've based enough on. But there's this set, can you see the crisis and urgency there? And then the the absolute dependency on rock solid, you know, that picture of the just anchored onto the side of the dock god said these things he's not gonna he's gonna deliver us again he'll deliver us again and you know and and that i'm i'm just astounded at that one Look, but it says here but for but that was to make us rely not on ourselves but on god who raises the dead so you know willing to die knowing that god could just bring us back to life i mean that's ultimate dependence on what god can do and what he said he is isn't it so you know i think just encourage you keep an eye on what's happening in our own terms of enough because it's it's not only an encouragement corporately it's teaching us all how to pray in lots of different ways and the prayer warriors thing which mike mentioned um i've really encouraged you all to get you can get involved in the prayer warrior so you can become a prayer warrior um you can i'll send around the details afterwards if you feel actually prayer is something either you want to deepen your understanding of and, and spend more time strategically praying for RM issues um, Adam Voke heads that up and he'll be really happy to to have you join in and he'll send you information about stuff that um, you can pray through um, 
but also as you go on your 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 mission don't forget you can make use of those guys as well because um adam and the team that are developing that you know have access to lots of people who are praying now you're going to create your own prayer circles and stuff like this you know in terms of people who pray for you specifically but there may be things that you can get that prayer warrior team praying for so just bear that in mind because as a family we really want to be on the front foot and have been in prayer in the situations where you're about to go so if you think about the James Fraser thing he was getting his his people back in the town where he lived his mum and others forming this prayer group and they were he was essentially going up the mountains to communities that were um totally um overcome by idolism you know all the sacrifices everything the 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 occult and the devil worship was just absolutely thick he could hardly you know cope with a lot of situations if you read his his biography it was awful awful situations but he had the confidence to go into a lot of different those because he knew he had his prayer team behind him so we want to be able to go before you as it were and that's what they did they went before him and prayed those situations broke off stuff prayed prayed things before he even got there so that he was safe and so that he he you know so that um the enemy was pushed back and and things were overcome and there was breakthrough so just a few encouragements to add to mike's wisdom 